like the opening to, um, what was it? Law and Order? Boo, 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 boo. Right? Kung Kung. Last time I saw this job, he wasn't a victim. Know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's gonna sound so weird. I adjusted the rate recording volume because my laugh was still super loud, uh, and then it went up and down. So we'll see how that works out. Do you want to pause it? No, it's too late. Hi, welcome to our show. We like stuff, and so should you like the stuff that we like. Yeah, we are broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio. At 92.7 CFF CFF FF There it is. <laughs> we sound really confident and we know what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully like the audio isn't messed up because I keep doing that somehow. So uh... Well, this is the show. Did we already say this? You basically did. Where we talk about stuff we like. And you gotta like it too. You don't, okay. Uh, what? You don't have to. You should. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I shouldn't sing everything. Oh, no, okay. I was like, I'm gonna sing it. <laughs> I'm gonna sing it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm Brendy. I'm Mel. The singing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's really stupid. It's uh, pretty good. Um, do you have any little lights? I do. I actually have two because I had one prepared, but then the other one is going to be that scene from The Office where Michael performs the Law and Order scene, which is oh, the what, whole thing. which is what I was referencing when I said my quote at the beginning, and I don't think that came across. I see. So that was what I was doing. Gotcha. Because he, Super appreciated. Yeah, because he acts out an entire Law & Order scene when he is auditioning to be in Sweeney Todd, another great movie which I have talked about before on the show. But my other little like, which is the main one, yeah. is our new guinea pig, pig cage, the locked portion. Uh-huh. That's it. It's just the locked portion of the guinea because pig Because both cage. of our guinea pigs are now using it. Yeah, and today they were both up there, and we put piles of hay up there because um, it's really special. They love to like bury themselves in the hay and kind of forage in it, and um, it's just nice because they both get to do that now because they have both. That's not the right thing. Oh, where is it? It's up higher. Do you want me to turn it down? No, I think maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why. Exactly, like, uh, yeah, there's just going to be a little bit of static in that little area. Hopefully I can fix that. But, um, no, I'm just, I'm so confused as to why this program is now recording everything so much quieter, and I don't remember what, if I did anything specifically. It's just so, I'm just so upset. But it's, we can still, like, it's still here. No, yeah, no, it's good, it's great. So. I'm just, I, just I want, it. no, I want to know what happened so I can make sure that it's consistent. Anyways, no. What's your little like? <laughs> um, I think it's the coupons that Tim Hortons keeps giving me through their like app. It's just it's just so convenient, and I feel like I'm cheating, because one farmer's breakfast wrap is like five dollars, and then they just randomly every week they give me two for five, and I don't I'm not I don't work at the mall enough 
to like constantly being abusing it but like once a week it's just like well i gotta take that i didn't take it this time because they closed super early now because they're like short staff nobody wants to work they close at like 4 to 4 30 when the mall closes at 6 it's very funny because nobody's stopping them because everybody's like yeah do whatever you want uh, we can't who would stop them exactly it's their loss <laughs> well there, there are certain like rules for having a lease in a mall like i know stores like stores can be fined per hour if they are not open between the opening times of the mall that seems weird it's it's like a whole thing you're paying rent well you're paying rent in their place yeah yeah but if you're paying to have the storefront why do they care i guess it looks bad on the mall to have stuff closed well it's also the like it's your store, but, like, the mall gets a part of that revenue, I think. Oh. Like, there's a whole... I don't know. There's a whole deal. All I know is that one time when I worked at Tivana, I, I can't remember... Somebody somebody was, like, late to opening the store, and they were very worried about running the risk because it's, like, several thousand dollars per hour than the fine might be. Like, your... I don't know. It's something weird. Anyways. Anyways. This is coupons. The coupons are good. Deals on food always gets me, and that's always been a thing. Uh, I don't remember who's supposed to go first. I think it's me. Then go for it. My first thing is my favorite green boy. His name is S-H-R-E-K. Shrek. Specifically, Shrek number two. I have Ah, talked about Shrek, but I've only talked about Shrek Retold, the amazing masterpiece where over 200 artists came together (laughs) to recreate the first Shrek movie scene by scene, which if you haven't watched it, it's free on YouTube, and no one likes me ever bringing it up because when it first came out, I brought it up too much and forced people to watch it, and now they all hate me for that. They don't hate me, but they hate Shrek Retold because of the way I approached it. So, if you are a fan of Shrek, please go watch that. But I'm going to talk about Shrek 2, which is arguably the best in the Shrek franchise. Yeah. So, it is the sequel Wait, to Shrek. Wait, sorry. Is that the one with Justin Timberlake? No. Okay. That's Shrek 3. That one was really good, though. This is the one where they go to meet yes. Fiona's parents. Yes, yes, yes. Came out in 2004. Um, it is the sequel to the 2001 Shrek movie, which is wild if you think that was 19 years ago, because that was 19 years ago. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, as I said, <laughs> Shrek and Donkey are meeting Fiona's parents. Um, there's the fairy godmother who wants Fiona to marry Prince Charming instead. Yeah. Um. Super vapid dude, but like the classic. Yeah, and they plot to destroy, and she plots to destroy Fiona and Shrek's marriage. And in this movie, you get to see Shrek as a human, you know. Yep. What a wild time that is. Um, I remember there was a picture circulating around the internet, and I can't remember, like, somebody was saying, like, hey, do I look alright? And somebody commented, like, oh, you look like Shrek when he's a human. Which isn't, it's, it's not a, it's not Shrek a dig. No, but that's not a dig. It's just, like, he, they looked violently similar to Shrek as a human. Like, swollen or? <laughs> no. Just, like, the same face shape and chin and, like, hair. Like, sure, oh. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So strong jawline. Yeah, it, it was right. fine. It's not a, it's not a, it wasn't supposed to be a bad thing. Okay. It's just, yeah, it was really funny. Sorry, continue. <laughs> the story, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Apparently. Well, it's a Wikipedia. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm just warning the viewers. <laughs> the story was 
was inspired by Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, a 1967 film, and new animation tools were utilized to improve the visual appearance of each character, particularly Puss in Boots, which in this movie was a new character who is played by Antonio Banderas. Again, like, star-studded cast at the time, I guess? Yeah. The lead actors also received a significant bump in salary to $10 million, which at the time was among the highest contracts in their respective careers. That's really cool that Shrek was stealing the show because they were making good media, but also paying their people absurdly large amounts of money. That's far too much. Yeah. It met with favorable reviews. The film grossed $919.8 million worldwide, and it scored the second largest three-day opening weekend in U.S. history and the largest opening for an animated film at the time of its release, of course, not of all time. Um, It was to become the highest-grossing film of 2004 worldwide. And is also DreamWorks Animation's most successful film to date. And it helped um, the title of the beginning... Sorry. And it held the title of being the highest-grossing animated film of all time until Toy Story 3, which wildly came out in 2010. Yeah, there's no... It's... Like, how? That was ten years ago. Like, it feels like it was yesterday that Toy Story 3 came out. No, because Toy Story 4 came out two years ago. What? No? No, it didn't. I will... You you keep doing your thing. I'm gonna look this up. Oh my god. It just feels like I just saw Toy Story 3, and I know... Uh, Toy Story 4 came out last year, so... <laughs> yeah, okay, that feels better, but still. I, it, but... That's better? Well, because it feels like if Toy Story 4 came out two years ago, that would be nuts. Time is flying way too fast. Toy Story 3 already feels like it was forever ago. When it it doesn't feel like it was that long. Film received two Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song, and its associated soundtrack reached top 10 in the U.S. Billboard 200. Sorry. This is all fine and great. Toy Story came out last year. I honestly thought I was undershooting, and I thought it came out three years ago. No. Uh, so much has happened. Apparently, they the cast was paid three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the first film. The second, ten million. Yeah, that's that's nuts. I think uh, there's so much wrong with how money is distributed, but. Each of the actors were expected to work. How many hours do you think total? The oh, total? Yeah. Uh, for a movie production where they're doing voice acting, um, probably like maximum a hundred hours. Fifteen to eighteen. Total. That's what this says. I don't know if that's true, but um, for voice acting, because like- that seems wild to me. But also. I don't know. You can bang a lot out in five hours, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to take a dig at, like, Like, the arts. movie is only an hour long, or an hour and a half, right? I guess. Yeah, you're right. So, if you t- even take, like, five takes yeah. at each thing... You're, this, you're flying. Yeah, that's only, like, five hours. So, well, more than that. Wait, but. so how, how many hours did they actually spend to say? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Anyways... Art is great. Everyone should be paid for art. Mm-hmm. $10 million for a single thing? No. That seems too much. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. Um, so, 
I don't know if you remember, but of course the movie has a lot of really amazing parts. One being the fairy godmother sing, singing, um, I Need a Hero. Oh, yeah. That scene, incredible. I feel like that scene would still give me chills. I haven't watched Shrek 2 in a while, but I think we should watch Shrek 2 for yeah, that yeah. scene, um, especially. But a little important thing about the Shrek 2 DVD. Did you ever own the Shrek 2 DVD? I think so. Wasn't there like a whole game show? In the extra features on the Shrek 2 DVD, there was Far, Far Away Idol. Yeah. Which... And... Sorry. I think I... I was it that... was a feature on the DVD and VHS release. Wild that it was released for and VHS. And VHS. <laughs> yeah. Based on American Idol and guest starring Simon Cowell, which is yeah. probably what you're going to say. Um, taking place right after Shrek 2 ends, and the short features characters from Shrek competing in a sing-off while they're being judged by Shrek, Fiona, and Cowell, but also Shrek and Fiona sing in it as well. Um, Conflict of interest. The viewer gets to pick the winner. However, do you remember this? No. If you pick any character outside of Shrek, along with Princess Fiona, because they kind of sing theirs together, Donkey or Puss in Boots, if you pick any other character... Simon Cowell just says he's the winner, and he starts singing My Way. He stands on the table, and he just starts singing My Way by Frank Sinatra. And he declares himself the winner. That's incredible. Apparently, didn't know this, at the end of the VHS release, um, it gives a link to a website where the viewer can vote for their favorite to determine the ultimate winner. Oh. You will never guess who won the ultimate winner after 750,000... Thousand. 750, yeah, thousand... Um, votes were casted. So uh, between who? Give me all the give me all the options. Oh my gosh! Well, there's Donkey, Fiona, Shrek, Puss in Boots, Prince Charming. Um, let me see. I forget who all was in it. Disco Inferno, Pinocchio singing Mr. Roboto, Um, Doris singing Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Big Bad Wolf along with the Three Little Pigs singing Hungry Like the Wolf, Prince Charming singing I'm Too Sexy, Three Blind Mice singing I Can See Clearly Now, Gingy along with Tinkerbell singing Sugar Sugar, Captain Hook singing Hooked on a Feeling, Puss in Boots singing These Boots Were Made for Walking, Shrek and Fiona singing What I Like About You, and Simon Cowell singing My Way. If I had to really, because this is a stab in the dark, none of that I thought that would help me, I would either guess uh, Simon Cowell or, uh, I don't know, uh, probably Gingy? No, it was Doris, who was the ugly stepsister. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Doris won. Hell yeah. Which is incredible and wild. I never would have guessed that. I probably would have put Doris next to last. No. Absolutely not. I would. I would have. That would have been my. I personally love Doris. That would have been my fourth choice. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I wouldn't expect so many people to choose Doris. It just seems like an odd choice. Because they're the ones that were like the bartender always, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. No, Doris is amazing. Yeah. Well, that's why. Just saying. I. Um. Yeah. So. Apparently, it won a bunch of awards for having the best original song, which is Accidentally In Love, which I didn't know. That's from that movie? Yeah, it's in the beginning of the movie. No, I I, I just thought it was a real song. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I I thought it was too. Um, 
but it's a freaking good song. Yeah. Um, do I have some more time, or should I wrap it up? It's up to you. Because I, I could tell you some some giant facts about Shrek. I mean, like, go for a go for a couple, I guess. Okay. Um... Um, okay. <laughs> One of the things that I find really interesting about okay. uh-huh. about Shrek yeah. is I feel like I knew this but then forgot, but that Nicolas Cage turned down the lead role. Yeah, I think I think I swear because, we talked about this because he didn't want to be an ogre. Because he's he's good for everything else he's ever done. I just, just didn't want to look like an ogre. <laughs> That, that wasn't Though, Nicolas Cage. Upon reflection, Cage realized that maybe I should have done it. What's going on? Alright. <laughs> What's in the bag? A, <laughs> a shark or something? something? <laughs> oh. We just recently watched, like a couple weeks ago, what was it? Wickerman? But not like the good one that came out like 20 years ago or 30, I don't know, time. Uh, but the one with Nicolas Cage and nothing, nothing in that movie made sense. Absolutely, like, there's nothing. Yeah. Anyways. Um, a couple of more quick facts that I found. Donkey was modeled after a real miniature donkey. <laughs> the movie was supposed to look much different. Shrek <laughs> was conceived to be a live-action slash CG animation hybrid, but a test what? screening for the studio executives in the middle of 1997. This is the first Shrek, though, so, you know, I'm kind of... Yeah, no, but that's still... Um, the movie was screened by DreamWorks and Disney lawyers to avoid possible lawsuits because the movie, like, the DreamWorks movie, the way that Shrek is, it pokes so much fun at, like, fairy tales. Ah, uh, I gotcha, gotcha. Um, and although they were fine, apparently some Radio Disney affiliates did not allow DreamWorks to buy ad space to promote Shrek because um, of the sort of, um... Yeah, the, the, the weird crossover that Disney has the rights to generic fairy tales, which is yeah. garbage, but, you know. Couple more quick facts for you. Sure. John Lithgow broke a personal rule when he agreed to play Farquaad because the 6'4 actor always said he would never play anyone short. That's very funny. Wild to me. So weird. Um, the Gingerbread Man co-directed the sequel. Okay. <laughs> Okay, when he refused to direct the third film, because I guess he was asked to help direct the third film. Okay. Um, he said the sequel took up too much time. And so instead, the person who voices the magic mirror co-directed the what third is movie. Happening? I don't know. <laughs> That's so incredible. In 2007, what? um Katzenberg, which I don't know who that is, I guess it's someone who's in DreamWorks, said that Shrek not only saved the companies financially speaking, oh, for sure. but that it gave DreamWorks Animation an image that allowed them to make thematic Gaskar, Kung Fu Panda, and How to Train Your Dragon franchises. Incredible. So if you like any of those movies, you can thank your buddy Shrek. I don't think Madagascar is worthy, but... Madagascar is a pretty solid movie. I wa- No, I know. It, it just, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I do not know if it holds it, up. It, def- but... it just didn't stick with me like uh, Kung Fu Panda and uh, How to Train Your Dragon and Shrek. Like, yeah. And like I know DreamWorks has done like a lot of bad movies relative to... I haven't seen most of them because they just look like garbage. But mm-hmm. I'm sure most of them are medium at best. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm glad. Dreamworks has done really cool stuff. It's just 
Yeah. Well, that's all I wanted to say about Shrek the Second, a movie that makes you want seconds of Shrek. Does it? I always am up for seconds of Shrek. Shrekens, I call them. This is why. This is why nobody wants to watch Shrek Forever Told After Told. Shrek Retold. Yeah. I don't think that's why, Brennan. I think there's a lot of reasons why. No, it's definitely definitely the weird puns. It's definitely my attitude towards Shrek. It turns people (laughs) off. They're like, oh, are you a casual Shrek fan? And I'm like, Shrekens. (laughs) What? What was that supposed to mean? It's, like it's seconds? It's Shrek seconds. We just talked. I just said it like no, two but minutes ago. To the response, as a response to, are you a casual Shrek fan? And you would just respond, <laughs> Shrekens? <laughs> no. I was more saying, leave room for casual banter. And then I'd come up with Shrekens some point down in the conversation. Nowhere in that whole whole entire conversation. I say ogre load. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any hoozles, let's not talk about Shrekens anymore. What's your thing? Um, okay, so my thing, my two things are actually related. You, do you have a music thing? Thank God, because that's like the one thing we should clear with each other before everything is a surprise. Just I be- do have a music thing. No! It's called Accidentally in Love. <laughs> Accidentally in <laughs> So she said, What's the problem, baby? What's the problem? I don't know. Well, baby, I'm in love, love. Think about it every time I think about it. I wish I knew the lyrics better. I would, oh, man. Anyways. How much longer will it take to cure this? Just to cure it, cause I can't ignore it. This is an original song. I'm so impressed. Like, I love when. Uh, with songs that are like made in movies and they're like oh man this slaps holy crap yeah so anyways the, two- the blind English <laughs> will be never alone okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> okay <I'm sorry. laughs> no it's okay come on come on <laughs> hold me a little closer right yeah, no. I don't remember it's close but I know okay. continue so my two things are super related it's been a time. I'm sorry it's it's um, overstated as well. I know. Um, so my two things are super related. Because um, I think I brought up High Score Girl before when I was talking about Slice of Life animes and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been talking about the whole show because I really like it. Um, so, um, yeah. I don't know how much I said last time when I was talking about Slice of Life stuff. High Score Girl. <laughs> high Score Girl. It's a manga that was made, I believe, in 2013. I just had it up, and I'm on the anime section now, and I'm gonna waste time trying to look at stuff. Um, so it was made, oh, 2010, um, between 2010 and uh, 2018, and it's simply just like a. It is described as um, a romantic comedy gaming story I guess um, because it surrounds the uh, the character Yaguchi Haruo um, who is like really good at playing uh, video games it takes place in the early 90s um, so it, it uh, he's playing like all sorts of arcade games and it really shows it, it really shows off the arcade um, 
kind of like the arcade lifestyle that happened uh, like in the early 90s uh, to the late 90s because like home consoles wasn't really a thing um, so arcades dominated everything um, so games were being made like fi- fighting games were always like the big thing and um, the his fo- big focus was Street Fighter 2 um, interesting my what I don't know okay <laughs> It's just interesting. All right. I but, can't say interesting. No, I did. I just I thought I was. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, he's just a sixth grader that's like really good at uh, playing uh, Street Fighter Two and all these other like kind of fighting games. Um, and he he finally gets bested by this girl that's actually in his class. And for him, he like creates this huge grudge against her, and like he like he decides that she's her rival. She's his rival um and he's like no i gotta beat her and all these things and she's just like un- indomitably good like she she's naturally good but she always plays like the hard to play characters as well her classic character was zangief which apparently i'm told by this anime which one's that uh he's the big russian dude that only oh. wears the red underwear oh yeah um, but yeah, like, uh, so arcade games, like, they all, in Street Fighter, specific, well, I don't know where it started, but in Street Fighter, there was a very specific button combinations to pull off all the moves, and Zangief was really hard to do, especially, like, at the right times, and, um, I, the reason why I like this show so much is that it, it kind of gave me insight into fighting games in general, and I know there's all sorts of, like, other media to really highlight, um, that kind of world, and it really actually got me back into playing Smash Brothers, and I really, really enjoy it. Oh, really? Yeah, that was, that was literally the reason why I started playing it again, because I watched your show, and I was like, I do like fighting games, and I I really enjoyed how they, like, showcased fighting Fun games. Fun fact, because uh-huh. I'll never forget this. Okay. Sorry, this might, it's just going to be quick. Sure. Remember when we went to Palladium for my birthday, yes. like, a few years ago, and we played that one fighting game together, and I never beat you at fighting games, ever. Do you remember that game? Yeah. I feel like it was Street Fighter-esque or something. It was it's either Street Fighter or I think it was like SNK or something or King of Fighters. This is literally the only game ever where you have to win three times in a row. I've never seen Not that in before. A row. Was it in a row? Oh, because yeah, it would because take... I won twice. And then I... And then it was like, oh, you don't actually win. And I was like, uh, my defenses were lowered. So I was like, oh, I won. Because usually it's best two out of three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, I don't remember why it was like that. And then... Brennan just comes back around because after that he won the next one and then won the next one and I'm pretty sure he won. I can't remember, but yeah, no, classically you would have won. (laughs) Classically you would have won. Yeah, but I didn't (laughs) because (laughs) I was wrong. Okay. But um, yeah, no, the show does a really good job at kind of showcasing, like I was saying, the um, uh, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but like the. Not the, the not the lifestyle, the way like arcades and video games kind of like started in that era. Um, so being a romantic comedy, clearly the kid is just really he, uh, uh, Yabuchi uh, or Haro is what you would call him. He really just wants to beat um, uh, the girl. Uh, her name is Akira. A- Akira? Yeah. He really just wants to beat her, um, but she's like she was pretty defensive about it but she clearly just wanted to spend time with him. And that's how their relationship uh, grew. And, like, he's, he's, he's such an idiot. 
like and like the whole like even like the looking up like the wikipedia it describes haruo as like he's not good looking he's not smart he's not school smart he's not good at, he's not good at anything he's just really good at games um which well and, but that's not a bad thing but obviously back then it was like it, it's a terrible thing because you're not successful in life and all these things does he have a personality? Yeah. Well, okay. it, most of it is being focused on video games. But, like, how did we, like, have fun together? When we, we All we did was talk about video games because all I want to do was play video games. Yeah. You have a fun personality. And you're smart. And you're funny. And you're successful. You're all of those things. Yeah. But, uh, you're he, not... You're not like him. He's not. He's not like a brick. He's, they said he was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like don't compare yourself to him. Anyways, um, <laughs> they said he was like a brick. Melissa, <laughs> <laughs> whose side are you on? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it, I just really like the show it, b- because of like the classical slice of life stuff. Um, all sorts of like crazy fun stuff happens, but the history, you get the, that's the word. You get the history of how video games progressed in the 90s. And that was just super interesting for me. Oh, that's cool. Um, and the, one of the funniest things is that Haro would always latch onto the wrong like consoles and stuff. He had something that was called like the NEC PC. Which was like one of the first home PC like video game consoles or whatever, and he was like, "Yeah, I have this. It plays all the great games." Uh, I saw that Nintendo made like a home console, but like, no, nah, I'm sticking with this. And like that was always like a good joke that they would just slide in because he was always be holding on to like the wrong console, and it, it was just super funny. Um, when the next when when he was growing up and stuff, because it, it it takes them basically to the end of high school. Um, I think the last console he had was like the Sega Dreamcast or something uh, and he was like yeah no, no no this is gonna be great don't worry don't worry about anything and um, obviously the, nothing ever happened with the Sega Dreamcast it was it was alright apparently um, but yeah no it's just a it's just a super fun show and the animation is really cool um, I, to be fair the, the it looks great in the manga drawn like that but then they made it 3D so some of the characters look kind of dopey um but I think it's great. His mom is, like, super fun to be around. And, she, like, her characterization was really good. All the characters are really fun. Yeah, I just... I just... I really liked how intense they got about video games. And, and seeing, like, the culture of it. Because it showcased that, like, yeah, some people were just really good at it. Um, and they stayed quiet. Like, uh, Akira. Uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I can't remember how it is. And Haruo. Haruo was more vocal about it. And sometimes, like, he... They, they introduced like different techniques that you would uh, use in the game. His character was Guile. Uh, there was something called Guile Turtling or something like that. Um, where you'd basically just do like these cheap short moves where you would block and then attack and then block and attack and nobody can really get in on you. But if you were fast enough, you can get your small attacks in and whittle down their health. And like he did that in the arcade and everyone was like, oh, this, this piece of trash is doing this like really awful move that's technically not illegal because you can do whatever you want but it's like it's not good sportsmanship um sometimes when he beat people in the, in the arcade they would like turn like they would come around the arcade and try to fight him because that's how people are um and even like seeing um like watching videos of excuse me i'm burping what watching videos of uh what is the word 
uh, current tournaments and stuff like that to see people like rage quit it's the exact same thing and to, to, to see it visually like oh it's it, when video games existed it's always been happening um, but yeah it's just really fun um, it's on Netflix there's two seasons every every episode is just called um, round they're all rounds so it's, it goes from round one to round 24 yeah um, I don't know yeah it's just really nice there's a classic love triangle because animes do that it's in the I hate love triangles I know. let but me it... tell you <laughs> don't like them it's in the way though that, like Haro is an idiot he doesn't know he, he just wants to like be friends with uh, Akira and the other girl um, I can't remember her name but he just wants to be friends what's her name uh, Hidaka and he just wants to be friends and um Akira clearly likes Haruo and that's fine uh but Hidaka is, is like definitely laying it on thick uh, and then she realizes that she's always hanging out with Akira so she actually gets into video games to try and impress Haruo and he's oblivious to it. It's not a love triangle. Well, it's, it's more like a love angle. Yeah, like, he's oblivious <laughs> to everything, and she's really trying to, like, get him, get him to notice her, and he's he's just really stoked that he gets to, like, hang out with her, and she's into video games, and it's fun to, like, be around them. Um, so it's, like, it's not, like, it's not, like, the best love story, but it's still cute, and I still really had fun. And there was even a, yeah, there was, there was like a part near the end that um, things get settled and you'll figure out what happens. I don't want to spoil everything, but it's it's not like awful. Nobody gets done dirty. To yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, nobody does. And there's just really good comedy too. Like it's it's sometimes it's just it's it's like it's the kind of like hard cut funny where someone would react and then it would like it would escalate and then you would hard cut to something else and it's just like that's whoa god um and it's just my favorite but yeah no i did like there's not really much to it I, it's just all about video games i really like watching it i like what oh the amount of street fighters that came out it was like let me see if i can look this up quick so for street fighter 2 um <laughs> the running joke is that like they made street fighter 1 uh, and then they did I have to I have to find the whole the, the, there were so many iterations of Street Fighter 2 um, it was like Street Fighter 2 Street Fighter Alpha Street Fighter 2 Super uh, there was at least like four Sounds like the Xbox I suppose but it was it, they just like kept adding and removing characters and adding smaller techniques or or or, or things like that um, they actually showcased Darkstalkers which was a really cool fighting game too and they, they showcased other fighting games which was really neat I got to learn a lot about those um, but yeah no I, I don't know I feel like I'm just rambling this is like one of the first times where I really have nowhere else to go it's just like I really like the show and it was really cool to learn about all this stuff yeah yeah that's awesome what's your next thing well, it's a um, pretty cool thing. You sure? I think so. <laughs> it's called Atfelvine, and it is... I, I do apologize to interrupt you in the beginning. I found what I needed to find. There's Street Fighter 2. 
Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Champion Edition. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Hyper Fighting. Street Fighter 2 uh, Super Street Fighter 2 The New Challengers. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Hyper Street Fighter 2. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remake. Oh, well, now now they've, like, released them, like, later, so that was a different thing. But, yeah, there was, like, six. It's just the funniest thing. It seemed like they were, like, what's all the superlatives we can put? <laughs> and, oh, we're running out? Just, oh, add something we can't, we can't change it from two. We gotta keep it like but, that. Well, the great thing is, is that, like, because of the way arcades were, you'd ha- you'd be changing like the the bo- like the the like the motherboard, or I'm sure that that's not what it's called. Um, so like when they had updates to the game, I guess they didn't update it enough to like warrant a whole new game. It would just be small fixes. It's like it's like downloading ho- like hotfixes and patches and stuff, but they'd have to ship out whole new games. Um, so that's what they would be swapping out. So I guess, anyways, I just thought that was super interesting too because they even got into that and like all the different techniques that people could use to actually pull off the moves and what the move. It, it was just super interesting. I apologize. I, as soon as I read that though, I was like, oh my god, I found it. It's so ridiculous. Please continue. Thank you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Let me say it again. Yes. I said it once and quickly. My story was diverted, which is totally okay, because that was an interesting fact. Was it was it last time we didn't we like go on about what did we go on about last like last time we recorded? It like cut into my last thing, and we were just like talking. Anyways, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. My thing is Apfelvine. 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 Sounds German. It is. <laughs> it means apple wine. You couldn't guess. Cider? No. Oh. It's apple wine. Oh. It's kind of cider, but it's different because it's apple wine. Go on. Um, it's really popular in the Frankfurt air region of Germany, and I went to visit some family, like I guess two, three years ago now don't really remember because time is weird um so yeah about three years ago i went to go visit some family they live just outside of frankfurt so we visited frankfurt but they love Apfelwein there um and <laughs> just the just the the deconstruction of that sentence to add a german word and then having to like hard cut there yeah um apparently it dates back 1200 years that's a long years. Back to Charlemagne's time. Scarlemagne? Mm. Ah. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, but apparently it was the result or the reason for apple wine is um, circumstance. Um, it's a version of apple cider, but it came out because people wanted to drink something that was neither wine nor beer. Um, that's cider. And, like, when wine and beer wasn't accessible, so they needed a different drink. Um, it's really popular in this region of Germany. Um, I got to drink a lot of it when I was there. Not, like, a lot, but quite a bit. Tried it a few times. It's delicious. It's not the same as cider here, which is why I am not calling it cider as you normally call it. Um, a lot of the times they don't add additional sugar or yeast to it, so it's very tart. It's more wine, like wine. Um, but it is so crisp and refreshing. It's amazing. Didn't they sell it at the farmer's market? 
that uh, one time, and then we got a bottle, and then we had it. It's similar. Oh, okay. It's not. It's, okay. not, it's not the same. That's fair. But it's it is similar. Um, so this wine really started to take off in the 16th century when a louse decimated local wine production and a tax made beer unaffordable almost overnight. Um, and Frankfurt Apfelwein got another leg up in the 1800s when another blight made, um, gave way to a hit to wine production, which meant that Apfelwein became sort of a cheaper alternative. Um... The reason it's remained so popular is that it's a less filling alternative to beer that can be drank year-round, um, and some credit is um, put to this uh, cliched 70s-era German variety show based in Frankfurt, where a drunken character was seemingly always drinking apple wine. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's a reason why people like it. I don't know. Um, historically, apple vine is made with a combination of apples and much in the same way as other hard ciders are made. Um, yeah, tell me more. I just think it's so. I know it's not cider. That's my just ongoing joke. That seems to. That's fine. Just seems different. To be, I know. And you drink it from a special container. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you about that soon. You're going to be like, wow, that's special. And it's not cider at all. Um, apples are left to naturally ferment until they let off alcohol. The result is a drink with alcohol levels ranging with around the same as a beer. So it's, it, I know it's cider, but it just doesn't <laughs> taste the same. Frankfurt style apple vine is typically made without any added sugar or yeast, um, which means that it's pretty, um, dry and crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, let me tell you about the serving container in which you drink at full vine from. It is typically served in a gray earthenware pot that is painted with a cobalt blue design, and it is known as a bemble. What does the blue do? Nothing. But we actually have one. It looks like this. What? We do? Yeah, it's under the cupboard. My Oma gave it to me. <gasps> That's what that is? That's yeah, so cool. It's to drink apple wine from. Why don't we have apple wine? Apple vine. Apple vine. <laughs> I did try, I promise. Well, you did good. Um, and usually when you go out to buy it places in Frankfurt, it always comes in a bemble. So you get it and it's like getting a picture pitcher of beer, but you just get a bemble of apple vine. And then they bring it in this, and it always comes in that. It's so cute. Um, yeah. Um, and there's a special glass that you drink it out of mm-hmm. with a hatched pattern that is known as, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I saw your face try to, and it just reverted back to like, <gasps> no. No, yeah. let's not do this. Apparently, these hatch glasses were said to be created because people would usually drink the apple vine with bratwurst in hand, and the hatch pattern would give their sausage greased hands a better grip. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like a lot of people also drink it with mineral water in it too, um, which gives it a little bit of a. Like bubbly water gives a little bit of a 
bubbly, mm-hmm. spritzy taste. Um, and that's a special type of drink, too. Um, and again, like, everywhere you go in Frankfurt, you can get Athelvine. And I had never really had it like that. Um, I also didn't know it was, like, such a big deal. Like, when I was there, my family was talking about Bemble this, whatever that special glass is called that. And I was like, sure, cool. Like, I was act- like I was actually really interested, but I didn't know it was, like, such a thing. Yeah. It had, like, a cool history, but... You know, it's it was really neat, and I it's just like exciting because I actually got to try it when I was there, and like, um, it was delicious, and I really liked it, and um, yeah. So, and it's cool to hear more about the history, and I am excited that we have our own bumble, and one day we will drink some ethyl vine from it. It's a very cool and refreshing drink to drink in all year round. Say more stuff about it? No, that's fine. Okay. My thing, but like my other thing's super short because I was like looking up a, a bunch of stuff and yeah, it just it just happens to be shorter. What is it? So, in relation to high score girl, high score boy, sure. Every time I watch that show, I had a hard time skipping the intro because the intro song was one of the coolest songs I've ever heard. And then I just looked up what that song was, and then I found the band. Uh, Well, so, it's a group called, and I'm going to try my best, Sora Tob Sakana. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but this website isn't giving, Wikipedia is just not giving me a phonetic sounding thing, so I'm going to have to hope that's right. It's a Japanese idol girl group, um, which I didn't expect because of the music that they were producing. Um, apparently they started in uh, 2014. Um, and so part of this, Japanese idols, like that whole subculture and, and, and like, it's like our, bo- our version of boy bands and girl bands and whatever, but it's such a different style of culture. I don't want to get too into it only because I, I don't want to get things wrong. Um, but it's, it's like a it's like a common theme in even like Japanese media that I've watched where like idols idols are so like worshipped by their fan base. It, it's almost it's That's al- why they're called idols. Well, yeah, it, it's sometimes it's usually in certain animes or mangas it's, it's shown as like all the guys are creepy and the girl who's the idol like off stage are just like yeah everybody's gross but uh, this I make so much money so who knows. Um, but yeah, like even even like an idol is a type of entertainer manufactured and marketed for image attractiveness, probably conventional, obviously, um, person and personality in Japan pop culture, and they're basically just singers that also do like other stuff. Um, but so yeah, this this band they they have like three albums. Um, they had some fo- uh, some members previous and their current members. Um, I, I really don't want to butcher their names, so that's why I'm not saying them. But um, How many members are in the group? There's three. There was uh, three previous, and then now there's three current. I have no idea. This isn't giving me enough information. Um, but yeah, they, they released three albums, one in 2016, one in 2019, and the last one was officially released in 2020. Um, where the songs um, that I really enjoy come from, because I, I just tried the one album where uh, the intro song that I really like came from, um, and I was just losing my mind. And the whole album... It's really good. Um, so they 
being called a uh, like a Japanese idol girl group totally makes sense because the instrumentals in these songs there's so there's so much of what I like in a lot of songs um, there's a band called This Town Needs Guns I don't know if I showed them to you I don't think so um, but they like I don't know if it's still called this uh, and I'm very bad at trying to label genres of music it's generally called like math core just because yeah. of how technical like it sounds like they're all over the place but it's obvious like obviously it's they they've decided what to like what notes to hit um and some of the songs from this band are like that um and they have like a sometimes they have like a like a heavier like it again grunge is probably the wrong word uh but that's the feeling it gives me there's there's one song where um it like starts off with like a heavy like like a heavy guitar riff that does the beat um and then one of the girls is singing to the beat and she'll be singing like one word as the beat hits um and then it'll pick up and it sounds like really heavy and nice and um like the way the beats come together they they all fall in line it sounds really great and then when the song actually plays it sounds like it should be in an anime like it, it doesn't it doesn't keep the um like that 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 harder or heavier sound aesthetic but it's in the background playing still so every once in a while like every, you, you'll hear all like the very technical guitar happening in the background um while these like beautiful voices are singing words that i don't know but there's also like all sorts of different instruments that i like it's just very specifically like um like sometimes there's I'm trying to think. I think it would be like a violin or cello. There's like chimes or flutes playing and, and it's it's all in with this band. And I don't know if like they, I think they are just the singers and there's obviously they were given like the music maybe, or maybe they're playing the instruments, which I think would be amazing. But this, the Wikipedia doesn't tell me enough information. And I just, I thought it would have more and it just tells you like what their songs were used for. In High Score Girl, um, the song, uh, it's called New Stranger, which you can actually find on Spotify, and that's what I've been doing for like the past week. Uh, so if you look up Sora Tob uh, Sakana, which is S O R A T O B S A K N A, no A N A S A K A N A, um, their latest album is Deep Blue, and that's the one I've just been listening to for like the whole week. Every time I go to work or anything like that, it's just some of the songs are so like, uh, I, like I'm gonna play like at least one i'm only gonna play one because like the one song i want to play is the intro song uh, that makes sense well yeah well there's another one i really want to play but we just actually don't have enough time maybe i'll play it next week because i really want to show it off i'm just so soaked about it and my favorite part is that even on spotify some of the songs most of them are in japanese and then all of a sudden there's a song called brand new blue and there's a song called new stranger and then there's just like and again, like that's always been, I don't know why I think that's so fun. And I'm sure English as a pervasive language all over the world is probably a bad thing. The fact that it's been forced into... Certainly is. Yes, not probably. But <clears throat> like without the negative connotations, I still really, I being innocent and naive about it, I really enjoyed whenever that happened. And then I learned and I was like kind of jaded about it, but I still think it's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, no, before I keep talking, I'm just going to play that song before we run out of time. Uh, so here is New Stranger uh, by Sora 
Tobe Sakana. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm so sorry if I'm not. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> song and while it's because we're recording this at home so i was just showing melissa the song (laughs) anyways like we're at home (laughs) who 
What? <laughs> um, like, I, I'm sure you, Melissa, don't oh, care hello? all that. I'm sure you don't care all that much. About? Um, well, about, like, the, the music and stuff. I know you can appreciate it. I care about it because you care about it. I know. It. That's that's exactly what I mean, Melissa. You don't... That's uh, not parse words. I'm parsing. <laughs> oh, I really don't have a lot of time left. Um, but yeah, no, it's just... Like, the beginning of that song, how it starts off so, like, chaotic and erratic, and then when the singing comes in, it's like... It's like very, like... It's exactly what I would expect from an anime, or if you told me that this was a, a, a Japanese idol girl group. Um, but then they have that like part in the middle where like they have their uh, they're saying words to like that quick, fast like guitar and drum beat. Syncopated. Yeah, it's just the whole thing. I'm gonna play another song next week, or I'm gonna try and fit it in. I'm not gonna talk about it. It's not gonna be a topic. But it's just so wild to me. It's so good. Uh, but that's that's our show. I don't, really, I don't really have much else to talk about. It's just, it's so good. I, I'm so, I love it so much. It's so great. Um, thanks to Jill and Trent Radio and everybody Thank there. Thank you for being my friend. Okay. Uh, we really have to go, though, so. Bye. Bye. Bye.